This report is brought to you by Amazon. As students head back to school, there are a number of supplies and preparations underway. But while the lists may have grown, the time and money spent shopping doesn't have to. Customers can spend less and smile more when they shop Amazon for everything they need to get back to school. A one-stop shop offering the widest selection and lowest prices. And did you know? Amazon offers a discounted Prime membership option for qualifying government assistance recipients for just $5.99 per month. That's 50% off. In addition to Amazon's everyday low prices, Prime members enjoy unlimited fast, free delivery, access to exclusive savings, thousands of movies and TV shows with Prime Video, more than 2 million songs ad-free with Amazon Music, and access to more than 1,000 books and magazines with Prime Reading, something that can come in handy as those reading lists ramp up. To learn more or start your 30-day free trial, visit Amazon.com slash Prime Discount. One. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Hour 2 of Radio Law Talk. We've had our snacks for uh, during our break, and uh, we're fueled up with um, a lot of uh, um, caffeine. I think we're ready to go because uh, it is Halloween, the day before Halloween. And I'm telling you, my diet thing worked for a long time, but it's I'm having problems. Did you find the Halloween candy that's hidden here? I, I found the Halloween candy my wife was hiding, unfortunately. Are, are you saying that <laughs> even though the Halloween candy is designated as, quote, fun size, I'm that yes. was a, I think that was marketing genius, that small is now fun size, that the calories are not fun size. They're actual calories. Well, actually, <laughs> the fun size calories are a lot of calories when there's 10 fun size in your hands. <laughs> Darn straight. <laughs> they just don't kick it. You know, here's the funny thing about our snacks. Um, we've got Cheetos over here for yes, Fred. Yes. And I have a cut up pear. Oh, you're so good. <laughs> Where is there snack. some around this office? I mean, there's some around our studio. Do we have some? Hidden candy around here somewhere? Yes. Yes. Wait, I, no. <laughs> Wait but we're a not telling. I don't know. <laughs> Where Denise is that? I didn't, I gotta find this place. Okay, Denise brought some and hit it. I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is exciting. She's gonna give it to us at the end. She she always brings us good fun things and fun snacks. I'd like to welcome WZFG eleven hundred AM and ninety two point three FM. Fargo, North Dakota, thank you so much for adding Radio Law Talk to their lineup. I know. I'm so excited to hear about Fargo. It's really, I know. really good. It's just, I don't think we're we, – this is our first first uh, North Dakota. I, I, we might be in North Dakota already. I, don't I think know. we're in South Dakota. Maybe we are, yeah. And, but this is the first, I think, North Dakota – Acquisition that's carrying us. I'm so happy for them. America, we've got the Dakotas covered on Radio Lata. There we go. We're trying. And guess what? Uh, to pitch, uh, uh, to pitch us again to our listeners. If there's a radio station that you know of that's not carrying us, you call them up and say, "Carry Radio Law Talk." We'll send you a T-shirt, man. I just say, oh, "Hey, yeah. I got this one, and I called this one up." Radio emails at info at radiolawtalk.com or call Cal at eight hundred five. 
855-529-7234. And Cal, we'll send you a T-shirt if you're actually pushing Radio Law Talk. Yeah, we, we should make up a special T-shirt for this that says, I got Radio Law Talk on the air on in the call letters and then in parentheses it says, and all I got was this T-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll like That'd leave it awesome. blank where you yes. can you can do you can hand write in sure. or something. Okay. Yeah, you could say I did it all for this T-shirt. <laughs> Denise, 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 Denise. Radio Law Talk. Uh, remember, we're talking about general topics of law. We are not giving legal advice. Uh, seek local counsel. Go to radiolawtalk.com and listen or listen to if you can. You know, if your some computers allow you, they'll read it for you. Or read our disclaimers. They're very interesting. And this time what we do is a thing called case or no case that everybody loves and where Cal is trying to stump us, gives us a real case scenario or a fake one. we got to determine if it's a case and what the actual outcome was. And whoever gets the 50 points first has to buy uh, uh, wins and the other uh, hosts have to buy dinner for that host. So Cal, roll case or no case. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Maggie, Maggie was real smart, a smart inventor. Very unusual in the late 1800s, just after the Civil War. And after the war, she went to work from a munitions factory in a paper bag plant. At the time, paper bags were all envelope style, you know, tapering down to the bottom, just an envelope. And she looked at that and said, you know... It might be easier to put groceries in a bag that had a flat bottom. Is that possible? So she sat there and she started thinking about it and she got her sketch pads and she developed a cutting and gluing machine to take brown paper and cut it into a flat, ordinary, common paper bag. Putting the machine to use in the factory as a demonstration where she worked, there was a villain in the case. Charles Anan spied on Maggie as she made her prototype, and as she filed for a patent, he went to the patent lawyer and said, she didn't invent that. She's a woman. She couldn't possibly have invented that. I invented that. I want all the royalties and all the money derived from this machine. So he asked his lawyer, case or no case? And Mr. Cunin, you get to go first. Oh, good heavens. What year was this? 1898, I believe, late 1800s. Okay, so so here's the thing, and I don't agree with the rationale behind the decision that I'm going to go with on on what may have been the decision. Okay. I'm just going to say it harkens back to a time when um, women were discriminated against even more so than they are today, and say that this is a case, and that he prevailed even though she came up with it. And the reason it makes it an interesting case is because what a travesty that would that would not happen today. What a travesty that somebody was denied a patent because they came up with an idea and, and it was immediately discounted because of their gender. Unfortunately, you know, I'm going to say it's a case because unfortunately that happened, but it shouldn't have happened. The history books are full of them, as you yes, know. Yes. Uh, okay, Denise Dirks, what say you? Were they married by any chance? No. Not related okay. in any way. No. Yeah, because back then, I mean, women were treated like chattel, like they were a personal property to be owned. Under the law, they were. Yes, exactly. Uh, You're right. That that was her status. Um, Boy, this could be a scenario, but I can't think of how he could claim it as her. I'm going to say, because it's weird, it's a weird one, so you kind of have to think 
opposite of what you would normally think. And opposite of what I would normally think is that this is not a case, or if it was a case, she would win. So, God bless America, I have to agree with Todd. <laughs> no it's, case, then. It's a ca- no, it's a case, and, oh. and she loses. He yeah. wins. All right, I can go fast, uh, Cal. How much time? we got two minutes left. Oh, I'm, we'll look, look here's the situation. Here. The situation is, uh, I think this was a true scenario. And it came out later that this guy, <clears throat> you had never heard of this lady. This guy had gotten all, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel bad. I have to clear my throat. This guy, whoever he is, uh, what's his name again? Charles Anan. Charles Anan got all the money and the fame for, for uh, being the person that invented the grocery bag or the square bag, paper bag. And yet, behind the scenes, it was really a woman. This is a scenario, Cal. But it is not a case because that's why men wear paper bags over their head often and put little <laughs> holes in them on each side and then a little mouth. And that's why men should wear the paper bag over their head with the eyes and the mouth because they stole this from a woman who usually are much smarter than us men. Yeah, and remember the unknown comic? Who was maybe anonymous? <laughs> Chucky and Adam. I'm a, yeah, um, interesting. Interesting. So that's what I'm going to say happened, and uh, we're going to wear paper bags. If I'm right, the three of us for Halloween, we will wear paper bags with holes in it. Us boys, not you, Denise. You can wear it you want for Halloween tomorrow night. I, I, I just like the fact that you said you know he went on to win, have the fame and the money from it. Inventing the bag, you know, it's just there. Hey, Billy, there's the guy that invented the flat bottom oh. paper bag. Oh my gosh, do you think he'll sign my baseball? You know why they're going <laughs> to sign it? You know why they're going to want that? Because he's living in the mansion. That's right. At that time, driving the, you know, whatever, the fancy the hop, car. The and deal, he's hanging right. out with, you know, the Rockefellers and uh, the who's who. And that's exactly why the paper bag man that becomes famous, Fred Penny's right. We're going to find out. After the break, Cal, take us out. Isn't it interesting how these little utility items just kind of uh, come into our lives? And Well, anyway, we'll give you the full story when Radio Law Talk continues right here on your favorite radio station online, where you can listen an hour at a time. They're posted in hour segments, and they're indexed. Any topic you can look up and hear our dated commentary on, <laughs> on that topic on RadioLawTalk.com. We'll be right back. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him, like, a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 
800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-738-0170. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. That's 800-711-9218. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376. 800-918-1376. I like the Amadrosa Valley. This is a great time to call the show. 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-LAW-RADIO. The question is, is Todd and I going to wear a paper bag tomorrow night for Halloween over our head with the eyes cut out and the mouth? Maybe the nose, too. Cal, if I'm right, we're doing that. If I'm wrong, we don't have to. Well, you know, that's a big if, Fred. Uh, yeah, you know. because I say there's no case, and they say it is a case. Hmm. Well, uh, let's get to the bottom of the story of Margaret Knight and Charles Anand, shall we? Yes, please. We shall. Margaret Knight was known as... 
The woman Edison, and for those of you who say this was no case, who would that be? That would be. I said no case, but. but You did so well last hour. Think of that. Oh, it was a case. At least I don't have to wear the paper bag. The main argument against Margaret Knight by Charles and Ann, the woman Edison, was that she could not have possibly invented this because she was a, well, a, a woman. But in court, the brilliant Margaret Anan, or Margaret Edison, Margaret Knight, pulled out all of her drawings and all of her documentation, her engineering designs, and proved that the machine was, in fact, hers. An embarrassed Anan was proved to be an idea thief and lost big time. We get one point. When she died, Margaret Knight had more than 20 patents, and her very first invention was one that sensed a change in pressure on assembly lines. So if something got stuck, the assembly line stopped, saving thousands of injuries. And her bag machine idea is still in use. Although, of course, it's been refined since that time. It's to be much faster. So the next time you hear paper or plastic, think of Margaret Knight. And that. Awesome. Margaret Knight. Good for you, Margaret. Can I just say, yes. I have never been so happy to be wrong about the outcome of a case yep. as I am on this one. Good for her. It's, it's, it's a great story. It is a I really bet she wonderful made a story. lot. Did she, did be, was she wealthy then? I mean, I was, she did well for herself. I mean, she was oh. famous. I don't know if she was wealthy or not. Uh, it's hard to say, you know, that time. I don't know how. I don't know if this bag machine ended up being the property of her employer. I, right. I, I, I don't know that. But I know. I know that, thank goodness, there was some justice, even in the early 1900s or late 1890s. The good gal wins. You bet. Right, right. Like I always say, the good guy, the good gal wins. And next hour, next hour, William and Stephanie, a modern-day Frankie and Johnny. Yeah, William and Stephanie were lovers. Oh, Lordy, how they could love. That's coming up next hour right here (laughs) on Radio Law Talk. (laughs) Excellent. Radio Law Talk, the love machines. Yes. Welcome to Radio Law Talk After Dark. Yeah. Do you have a, like a little uh, tidbit? The uh, love. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You got to get a kitty bump. It's got to say something about. That's just kind of creepy. Yeah, <laughs> it was a kitty bump. Is, <laughs> yeah, I, I can okay. do that. Get, right, get, we'll the, do get the disco. So- yeah, you can do that. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Ooh. Find the disco song Love Machine. Love I'm just a love oh, machine. That's and a I don't work that long. How do we get off on love? I, I don't know. It's Halloween? Yeah, good. What do you, by the way, uh, Denise, what are you dressing up as tomorrow? I have no idea. <laughs> Todd, have you have an idea yet? I'm going to dress up as a criminal defense attorney on his day off. I'm That's what up, I'm going as. I'm dressing up as Fred Penny. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Fred Flintstone. I Actually, <laughs> let me tell you, we did that one year. I'm not kidding. We got more people commenting than anything. I was Fred Flintstone. My wife was Wilma. And I have a son that is about was about three years old at the time, two, three, and he was a, just a brute, like a huge kid, and he had blonde hair, blue eyes, and he had his little Bam Bam outfit with his, he looked exactly like Bam Bam, and my daughter has blonde hair. We dyed it red, and she was like, she looked like Pebbles. And it was absolutely was awesome. And when we walked, literally, we walking up and down. Because you know, when you little kids, you're kind of going. When it first starts, it's not quite as dark. We would have people stop and take pictures of us. You know what I just saw? I saw two parents that were dressed up as ice bags, and then they had the husband was carrying a baby. 
Ice bags and ice carrying baby ice. Ice, bags. ice baby ice, right? Oh ice, god. Ice baby. Nice. <laughs> nice. Ice ice. I had a uh, friend dress up as uh what's the snowman on um on, 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 on what's, the, what's the snowman on Denise's Disney, counter Disney, that's bent Disney's, over? What's his name? The, on <laughs> Disney. The last week. Oh, um, not the Bombadil Olaf. 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 Yeah, he dressed uh, him as Olaf. And I'm not talking little. He could. He couldn't fit in the door. That's how big she. And then to the T, he was absolutely. His wife's one of those like she can make clothes and stuff. It was absolutely crazy, and she was. Whatever the other main character was, the girl, I don't know. Well, we did a trunk or treat at church. My wife and I, we took a basketball hoop, put it in the back of our car. We wore my referee shirts. Every kid, every shot was a foul. Now, that's a terror. That's awesome. (laughs) Awesome, Joe. Yeah, I'm doing trunk or treat tomorrow too. So yeah. I, I think trunk or treat's kind of cool. Yeah. I, I saw this. I saw this documentary last week on the making of the movie Aliens, the second Alien yes. movie done by James Cameron, and the uh, the effects guys had to come up with the mother alien and what they did, and in like. Two days using styrofoam and black plastic bags, they came up with a mock model that was like eight feet tall and scary as all get out. And I thought that would be an awesome guy to have as a dad to come up with scary Halloween costumes. (laughs) Walk around the neighborhood with some nine-foot-looking alien thing. Hope you don't get shot, but golly, that'd be awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about the a woman who sues her church. And uh, she's Catholic, and it's a Catholic church. A lot of times the churches have their own cemeteries, and you you know the family's buried there and other parishioners, and, and that's kind of the way they used to do it in the old days, and, and they still have them uh, today, even though there's mainly counties or cities have their own uh, graveyards that you can be buried in. And one of the issues are is that the basically the Catholic church and the local par- parishion, uh, the local diocese or whatever makes the decision as to what type of uh, you know tombstones you can put up and what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. And the, this is the most interesting argument and lawsuit that occurs about this. When we come back, we're going to talk about it. It's not only interesting, but the family said, we don't care. We're going to make the tombstone the way we want to make it. And it was interesting when this guy died, kind of what he was doing just before, too. We'll be back after this and talk about the car funeral. So there wasn't no no snowman and fence rail involved. No, (laughs) the car funeral. We'll be back. Radio Talk continues. Hold on. Stay tuned for more Radio Law Talk. It's coming right up after we break away. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. 
The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-493-6112. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Med. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 800-251-7560. 800 I like that show. Are Are you serious? You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. When you're working out in the farm or enjoying yourself, just turn on Radio Law Talk and you're going to have a great time listening to us while you're doing your Saturday shows. Turn off that football game. That's not important, right? Let's talk about uh, the NASCAR lawsuit, the, the tombstone. So, um, what happened is this individual passed away. This is you know a number of years ago. This is part of our Halloween funny, not funny, but interesting, sad Halloween related lawsuits and or issues about um, you know like uh, you know graveyards. And the issue in this case was whether or not um, an individual can put what they want on their what. On their uh, tombstone. On their tombstone, yeah. And in this case, they they didn't like the fact that when this uh, Jason Carr passed away uh, in a car accident, he was a big-time uh, NASCAR fan and he a fan of, um, I believe it was the logo, of the, the, he was a Colts, Indianapolis Colts fan. Yep. And so they wanted to put in, you know, on his uh, tombstone, NASCAR on the top. I wonder if they got the trademark from NASCAR. And then they wanted the Colts insignia. And uh, the and they were going to be buried in a Catholic church. Uh, um, um, what is it? Cemetery. Uh, cemetery. In a cemetery. And the big thing was the monument was in the shape of a couch exactly that he right. always sat in to watch NASCAR exactly. and the Colts. That's exactly right. <laughs> and 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 on the and the and the the, the Catholic Church said no. We're not going to allow that type of this. Is it's too secular and it doesn't look. Uh, it's not appropriate for. This uh, type of cemetery, and 
and I agree with them. I mean, that's the, they've got to keep standards up. Apparently, this is an old, old cemetery, and they said they're looking out for those who had passed away and those who will pass away and the future of it. And they, and so they sued, and they said we're not coming back to this church anymore. And uh, and and even though they said it's too too secular for the hundred year old graveyard, and and they said too bad, we're going to sue, and they sued. Um, I, I'm not quite sure what the the final outcome was, but I, I'm going to say that. Uh, the church is going to win because their argument is, hey, this is this is a First Amendment issue. The church can do that. I think it's going to be a very difficult time winning this case or beating the church on the issue of uh, First Amendment. But did did they Basically, tell them this beforehand? Yeah. Did they say, look, we have we have editorial control over Tombstone? No, what so, happened is they buried them, and then they said, okay, here's – okay, well, then the next thing you know, they're like, well, there's no specific standards that you've written out, which they probably yeah. hadn't, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's the First Amendment, and they're the church, and they can determine what type of tombstone, and there's no – uh, I don't think they have any right, that is, the people whose uh, uh, loved ones have passed away, to tell the church what to do with their cemetery. What if they put a big screen TV in front of the couch? Right. What, and what, or, or, or not just that. What if they had a, uh, you know, some sexual innuendos on the, on, on the uh, tombstone, right? You, if, you, you've got to have the, the church has the right to. What if they put the that. deceased in the couch? Or if they put love couch on the couch. Now, yeah. see, this could be that a problem. could go well, crazy. I'm just saying. You so the church, the, yeah. it's yeah. the church. Go ahead, Tom. Well, the only thing that I was going to say is I, I agree with you. The, the only caveat here is if this was a plot at a cemetery that the family had to pay for, to purchase, to go in, and there was any sort of documentation about what was or was not appropriate, I mean, yes. if there was something in, in there that said – the, the church has the final say over what is or is not in the church's sole discretion. You know, I, I think that the plaintiffs here have a real tough row to hoe if the church accepted money in exchange for the burial plot and the contract or whatever was drawn up can be interpreted that this was allowed. They got a tough one, but my guess is it settled out of court. I'm thinking that it wasn't even tough on the church even because their First Amendment rights to do, to do whatever they want. The, I think. The only, and it's private property. It's considered right, private exactly property, right. not public. Well, it is considered private you property. But again, it, if, it, if you sold that to yeah. them and charge them isn't, money. Isn't that their property? Which I'm sure they did yeah. pay some money for the to yeah. put their loved one down in the in the cemetery. Oh, it's like a condo. Is that what you're saying, Fred? Yes, it's a large condo. I got it. <laughs> but, but you look at it, it's a the couch. C- but what are the CCNRs for the gravestone? <laughs> I, I guarantee uh, if they did, the church. But it sounded like they didn't have any real um, rules or regulations you the, know, about it. The, the only other thing is that uh, some of the reading that I did on this indicated that the congregation of the church was really split on the issue right and and so you know you, you, you hate to say it but if if the will of the parishioners if you have a let's say a pastor that is willing to capitulate to the will of the parishioners and you think you're going to lose a lot of your flock because they didn't like that right. maybe they reached some sort of agreement but this was 8 years ago and we really don't know how this one turned out well, here's it was just thing. an interesting thing I know I tried to, to find out I tried to find yeah. that out but then it got it kind of got under the um media coverage of sexual abuse so this huh. church was sued over and over again for Other alleged issues. yeah alleged well, sexual well, here, abuse well here's the situation back at the uh, what they can use as a head Stone. So what's to stop an individual if the church has no right to tell them that or uh, that they, they don't have the discretion? Okay, then my uh, funeral and my uh, headstone, I want to be the tallest headstone there. And you make your headstone like, you know, 20 feet high, 6 feet wide, picture of radio law talk on it, you know, something like that. 
You so, probably could do that in New Orleans. Yeah, maybe. I and you know. could set it up as a streaming station for the show. That's a good Select idea. Select your episode on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. So here's the interesting, the Kobe Bryant case. This thing's going to go on forever. <clears throat> now, remember, there's two two parts of the case. There's the actual, you know, in uh, the actual wrongful death suit, and there's the issue of the sheriff and the fire department taking pictures of the deceased Kobe and their daughter, and um, allegedly disseminating them to some some of the not all of them, but some of them disseminated some of the pictures to uh, people in a bar. And I didn't know it, but I didn't realize this. But according to one official uh, one transcript um, is that uh, there's one individual supposedly one of the firefighters took over a hundred oh, a deputy took a hundred pictures on his phone of the the scene and 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 situate in the situation and this is all on their private phones because before I argued well I, I know this I do this for a living as a personal injury lawyer they take pictures of the deceased and all types of things at accident scenes but it's usually by an official photographer or it's like the the at least I don't know what they're doing as of today like like this this month but maybe they'll take pictures on their phone and then they'll put them in the evidence locker right sure they've got to figure out a way to put stuff to take pictures of scenes and to preserve stuff and put it in the evidence locker now I don't know if police officers or firefighters are allowed to take that I don't know what the rule is on that. I don't know. It just I, seems like it would create a chain of custody issue, yeah, right? Yes, I would think that. But but do they have – well, the answer is I know they used to have – and again, I haven't tried a case on this issue uh, um, recently was – and there never has been really issue because police officers used to keep a camera that is an issued camera in their car that was issued by the department, right? I don't know with – the latest cell phone technology, if they just have a separate phone or they... And what body cams do they need to anymore? I don't know. No, they do. If they have body cams. Even if saying. they don't. Even if they, they don't. have a body cam, do they still carry around a separate clicker? Well, know? they do because, it, like, for example, in an auto accident, you got to take pictures of different debris in certain areas. you got to take... You know, the body camera is just as you're turning, right? right. That's right. But that, So you're going to have to take detailed photos of things and places yeah. and distances and... So the question is, can they use their own phone, or do they have a iPhone that is given to them, or a you know Samsung that's given to them that's by the, the, the that's the police department's iPhone? And, and I think the biggest issue here is even if the officers had taken pictures with their own phone, if if the use of those pictures had been confined to the investigation of the case and not disseminated or rumors of dissemination, if that had not gotten out, where this went awry, and, and this is the allegation, it, it seems to be that there was an admission on the part of the sheriff that at least one other person who was there had taken photos with his personal phone and had shared them publicly with others, one, one individual at a bar. If that had never occurred and anybody taking pictures had kept them private solely for the investigation of the case and use of the case, we probably wouldn't be talking about too much of the issue. The, the issue is what people did with that outside the purview of an investigation. And, um, and you know, last week we talked about how Vanessa Bryant and her kids, there was a, a motion to force them to submit to a psychological evaluation because they were claiming trauma as a result of this. Well, this week we're bringing this up because the order – uh, from the court was that the sheriff and uh, one other official have been and the fire official have been ordered 
to answer questions at deposition about those photos, and that's something they've been fighting, but the federal judge said, nope, you guys got to sit in a deposition for this. Yeah, because Vanessa already has. Yes. She sat in her deposition already. Yes. And just to really quickly before we end, I want to note down that, look, it wasn't one or two uh, people taking photos. It was a lot of people taking photos. That tells you that you can't argue, oh, this is official. Usually it's one individual taking the photos, yep. one officer. So when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple of other interesting things, mainly Rick Okasik or Okasik. Which one is it? From the cars. We'll be right back. You're listening to Radio Law Talk, and the show will continue in just a little bit. Stay tuned. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to Quick Quack Car Wash. Get my car washed, make it quick, quack, pretty, shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds at the Quick Quack Car Wash. It's the Quick Quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Watch 100 feet of cloth washing your car at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, Quick Quack will spruce her up. Just like that, you'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Get on the web and go to DontDriveDirty.com and see where you got your closest Quick Quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, 
get on the road, come visit the dog. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Hi, this is Annette Benning. I'd like to tell you about a nonprofit human services organization that has been helping everyone in performing arts and entertainment for more than 130 years, the Actors Fund. The fund serves everyone in film, theater, television, music, opera, radio, and dance with programs to support a life in the arts. The fund offers emergency financial assistance in times of need, including help for those in crisis, Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, services include health care and insurance counseling, housing, secondary employment, and training services and more, all to help foster stability and resiliency for the people who lift us up and brighten our days through their work, especially in times of crisis and anxiety. To learn more, please visit ActorsFund.org. Boys are weird. Oh, come on. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. Growing up, one of my favorite, uh, I'm telling you, one of my favorite bands was The Cars. And I'm telling you, man, did I love The Cars. I listened to them, Rick Ocasek, 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 and Benjamin Orr. I'm telling you, everything was wonderful, man. This is it. This is the one. This is the this is the Rick Ocasek song that takes you back to your childhood. Oh. Well, I was a, I was not a child. I was a teenager. But this is actually Benjamin Orr singing this. Yeah, I know. He's a. Uh... Is this the one where he met? His, yes. His one? Yes, it is. Yeah, I, Paul, I, uh, per- um yeah, yeah I, I was thinking more of like Shake It Up and uh, no. Just What I Needed. Who's going to drive you home yeah, my, tonight? My, my band plays uh, Just What I Needed. That's, that's a fun song. I like my best friend's girlfriend. But she used to be mine. Yes. Can we all just sing the car songs for like 15 minutes and see if people turn off their radio? Well, I, I, I think that the over-under is like 100% people will turn off the radio on that one. You know who's a great singer? Who's that? Is Benjamin Orr. I just think uh, Rick Ocasek was the main singer. Ocasek. Yeah. <laughs> and, and those of you who don't know, there is an argument between... Uh, Todd and I as to whether it's Rick Ocasek or Rick Ocasek. Okay, so well, when I grew up, it doesn't matter. That's what we called him, Rick Ocasek. Now, listen, our phone number, 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-529-7234. 6234, isn't it? 72. Oh, it is. You're right. Darn it. I was trying to do that so yeah. I didn't lose. Yeah. 6234-7234, Ocasek, Ocasek. It's 529-7234. And, and call if you, what is your... What is your interpretation? Is it Ocasek or Ocasek? I'm saying it's Rick Ocasek. Ocasek. That, that's... I'm saying it's Rick O'Shea. Rick O'Shea? Rick O'Shea. <laughs> okay. Well, I, look, I just, I just looked at a picture of Paulina Porzakova, and I, I don't care how you pronounce his name. I'm just going to say lucky. Uh, he was. Yeah. He Good was. heavens. 
Yeah, she was like a super, you know, the the a great model at the time. She was a supermodel, and at the she time. was in that video, right? All yeah, right, in Cal, Drive. We got it. Yeah. So, so why are Thanks. we talking about this? What, what, I no, don't know. Denise is going to talk about. Okay, he yeah. passed away. It was it was sudden. He passed away. I thought in a, in a in a I thought it was in a hotel room. No, it was in it was in his home. Oh, was it? And okay. he passed away at seventy five. Right, there you go. Thanks, yep. Cal. And, um, Go ahead. Tell was, us what happened. Okay. He's got two kids, right? Two or three? He's got he two kids. He has four. He has four. four kids with two different women, not Paulina. And um, what happened is that Paulina and him had become estranged, and they fi- filed for divorce. I don't know who filed first. But recently, they kind of came back together, and because he wasn't well, she was trying to help him, and there was, like, all that stuff going on. And unbeknownst to her... One week before he passed, he wrote her out of his will. They were still married, folks, even though they had filed for divorce. Now, this is New York. And apparently, people were thinking she's not going to get anything. He's written her out. And under New York law, there is a specific law that says she gets a third. Now, why wasn't it one half if it was because New York's not a community property state? Aha. So. If it was in California, it would be she would be getting at least one half, maybe the whole. Because in California, if one of the persons that's a party to a divorce passes away, the case goes away. And it's called um, abatement of the action. And so the whole entire action is abated and under the law. The spouse gets it all. Didn't we deal with this? Gets it all or gets the one-third? One-third in New York. So she lived in New York with him. They had a $10 million um, uh, townhouse. Estimated, yeah. yeah. She did not get even half of the townhouse. She got one-third of his estate. This is supposed so much like the Larry King issue. Right, yeah, where where you know they they filed for divorce, but then they got back together, and then there was some you know, writing of writing somebody out, and now they're contesting it back. And wow, that's just yeah. But she settled with the estate now, and it didn't take them long to settle. Apparently, it's well established law in New York, and um, it's interesting. And the people had reported that he was only worth five million dollars, which seems incredible when you think about it's crazy. You know his his um, songs and and his. I didn't look, but maybe he doesn't own his yeah, catalog. The catalog is what's worth money, and I wonder who owns that catalog. Yeah, it, because because at some point in time it was reported that he was only worth $5 million at the time of his death. And she came out and said, look, that's just a number somebody put in. And I'm thinking of the catalog, and I would be – I mean, knock me over with a feather shocked if that was all Rick Ocasek was worth. The catalog has got to be worth – Ten times that I would oh my gosh, think. I mean, it's just, I mean, the popularity. That was a song that my generation, Fred's generation, Denise's generation, Cal's grandchildren's generation were raised on. No, <laughs> we love that. <laughs> what is CSAC? S E C. It is a nuisance licensing agency. Yeah, because ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC. So he moves his publishing to CSAC. Yeah. That's the latest that I just saw. Well, it's a large bag that sits on the sea, and um, it's like a beanbag chair. That's what it is. Listen, you know how long their marriage was? This is very impressive for you know rock stars and movie stars. 28 years they had their marriage. And sure enough, in May of 2018 was the date that they first separated. Didn't divorce, separated. Mm-hmm. And you're right. They got back and forth together, back and forth. But 28 years is a long time. It's a really for, long time. For people who are in that industry, right? Yeah, but she um, she had her own money 
of her own right. You have to realize she was a supermodel. And, right. And she came around in his life at a time when um, the, the band was breaking up. You know, the band was starting to break up. Back and then. Yeah. And so there was really no money problems because both of them came to the table with quite a bit of um, – of money. Were they already breaking up when she came along? Or are you saying that she was the Yoko Ono of the cars? <laughs> <laughs> she was going to drive him home, I understand. Oh, I bet. I bet. And shake it up. Well, well I'm sure they shook it up because they have two kids. Yeah, and they like the nightlife, baby, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go. Candy. I think they had some candy also. <laughs> they might have had some candy. That could be correct. As long as she wasn't his best friend's girl. Friend. And used to be mine. <laughs> Well, that may be what it is now. It could be. could be. <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but... Uh, How many Cars songs have I we, have we thrown into that bit there? I don't know. Uh, I think um, we're missing a couple. I think oh. there's Panorama going on right now. We, could, we could, but and look, the whole thing to some people is just magic. So... Uh-oh, it's magic. <laughs> All right, know, let's... Can we move what on? A, what move a really on. unusual yes. um, sound. The Cars, they kind of like brought out kind of the alternate music style it's it's very very interesting and i loved it it was so new and fresh at the time they came out you know what though that's interesting about them have you ever been to one of their live shows no i wish their their shows were boring they could be yeah they no they were i mean seriously they just stood there and sang. In fact, they're very well known for, you know, you got the shows, they're running around, they're jumping, or they'll run up and down, and they would just stand there and sing. They just stand there and sing. Go watch some YouTube videos of the Cars live. Just put in the Cars live and watch some of their YouTube videos of them and it's just like, okay, go for it. My turn to sing. Uh, who's gonna drive Yeah, but people home? would be dancing. Because oh, they the love it. Don't get dancing. me wrong. They love it, and they were so popular. They they bring in stadiums, right? But it's just they would just kind of stand there, and that's what they're so well known for. And, and it's just uh, you might think it's over, but they tried to stay together because they had a lot of good times rolling. So, but since they were gone, uh, they just said bye bye love. And uh, uh, did know, you know that he dated Cher? Bye-bye, everyone. Yeah, let's go. So I'm not quite sure of my best friend's girlfriend, so let's move on to the I mean, Bible. Look, listen, every time the Sark Car songs come on, if I'm down, it's just what I needed. That's so. me too. So <laughs> Cal's not over there going, literally. I know, Cal's are going, what is that? Is this, is this, is this Tommy Dorsey? This was before, to- before his <laughs> Tommy time. Tommy <laughs> Dorsey. Come on, man. That's cold. <laughs> the Bible. Look, you know what? In different states about wills, and none of us are wills and trust lawyers, by the way. But what's interesting about the Bible, yeah, we can talk about the Bible. Um, and what is interesting about the Bible is sometimes the family Bible has important things in it and secrets. And you find your genealogy in family Bibles and stuff like that. By the way, I wrote, we have a kind of a family Bible. I've written it in it. And, uh, and just for the heck of it. So we have our, uh, written in it our family tree, right? So when we come back, I'm going to talk about some notes in a family Bible that changed at the appellate court. We'll be back. Change the, the, the outcome, that is. Next hour, the Bible can change your life. Uh, that's uh, what we'll talk about on Radio Law Talk and much more. So stay tuned. We started six minutes after the hour on your favorite radio station. And if not there, then live at radiolawtalk.com. I'm out here. Not literally.
You have been listening to Radiolawtalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 800-871-3291. 800-871-3291. Again, that's 800-871-3291.